Hello and welcome to Squid Pro Quo, a Squid Game podcast where there are only three rules. One, a player is not allowed to stop podcasting. Two, a player who refuses to podcast will be eliminated. And three, the podcast may be terminated if the majority agrees. I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. We're the Squid, squid boys. boys. Oh, oh, you went in the Squid Boys. Squid Boys. We're a couple of Squid Boys. Uh, squid Boys, Squid Boys. This is actually the first episode, Sean, that we've recorded since releasing the show. So we're able that, to see. Is that right? That is right, actually. Oh, episode five here. And so we're able to see uh, that people actually like this podcast, which is very uh, surprising to me. Yeah, not yeah, that me we're, too. Not that we're bad podcasters or anything, but just that. Speak you for know. yourself. Uh, yeah, Sean's a bad podcaster, but I'm yeah. a I'm a decent one, and so together we create a mediocre show. But um, <laughs> like, like the, the numbers don't lie. With our powers combined, we're like a really terrible Voltron. Uh, <laughs> Which one of us num- is like? So hey, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Let, we're gonna stay on this for a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So there's there's not enough of us to do like the standard Voltron or Megazord or whatever. I'm the Grundle. So like. Judge that's the grundle I'm the grundle you can be whatever part you want But I'm the grundle I'd have to be everything else Because there's no other pieces I mean we could just be like A grundle and a couple legs (laughs) (laughs) Who says we have to Make a full thing you know Oh you know we should be We should be forming the form of a squid though That seems even more complicated Well we're like squid boys right So like I should be like no, thematically it makes sense, but like I'm like the the ink shooter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. The ink shooter. I shoot the ink <laughs> out of Anyways, my. Anyways, what, what are the numbers like? I mean, we have an estimated audience of 102 people. That's crazy. That's insane, right? That's really insane. Like that's. I... Uh, shout out to our friends at Spotify who make up 48% of our listener base. So shout out to we're, y'all. We're, and we have the, ages, the ages 28 through 34 who are 33% of our listener base. That's not bad. And just, you know, 66% male. Uh, but 32% yeah. female. <laughs> Two percent non-binary okay, okay. and one percent not specified. Ooh. Shout out to all you guys. You know what? I, it's really cool that we have because, like, on my other podcast, it's like male, female, not specified. It's really mm-hmm. cool that we got that two percent non-binary. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> shout outs to Anchor and Spotify for having their shit together, and shout out to um, our friends in the United Kingdom. Who make up 12% of our listener base. Is that like the next highest after the US? US is 63%. United yeah. Kingdom's 12. Australia's 7. Ooh. And Canada's 3. And then mm. everybody else is 2 or under. Shout out to our uh, one listener <laughs> from Thailand. <laughs> you're, you're the real MVP. Is anybody listening from like Madagascar? Let's see. We got Croatia, Thailand, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia... France, the United Arab Emirates, Ukraine, Mexico, India, Denmark, Malaysia, 
Pakistan, Norway, Israel, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Philippines, Spain, Sweden, Germany, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, and United States. We're fucking global, baby. We're global. We're a hit. The Squid Boys are a hit, no matter where Squid you live. Boys. Squid, Squid Boys. Squid Boys. Squid Boys. So anyway, my point of all this, not it wasn't just to flex our numbers on you guys, but was to say thank you to everybody who's checked us out and listened and is continuing to listen. We really appreciate it. This is kind of just a thing we're doing for fun, but it's cool to have people listening and hanging out with us while we do it. So uh, thank you. Also, Sean has some uh, good feedback for us about do. how people would play the games. But before yeah, we so, do that, I forgot. Oh, I have an oh, email. I have an email. Oh, I'm going to do oh, the email first. Okay. email first. The title of this email is, I love it. And they say, sorry, I couldn't email earlier, but I had to send you this. This is K Rain from K Rain Gaming, by the way. Okay. Shout out to K Rain Gaming. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely love the podcast. I've listened to each episode at least twice and can't get enough. I followed from the Ansem Report crossover thing and both shows are great. You guys have quickly jumped up my list of favorite podcasters. My second, in fact, right behind Jim Cornette and Brian Last, which brings up a question. You guys have mentioned wrestling quite a bit on your shows. You ever thought about doing a wrestling podcast? I digress. You guys keep podcasting and I'll keep listening. Uh, so thank you, Karen Gaming. That's a very nice email. It's a very um, nice email. It's a very nice thing to say about us being your second favorite podcasters. Um, I don't think they're talking about you, Sean. I think they're talking about no, me and Jason. No. But I mean, that's fine. But that's uh, no. that's okay. No, yeah, you're part of you it. You guys, you guys are my uh, third favorite podcasters. Oh, who's your second? Uh, uh Santa Claus. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to try that one again? Did you just say a fictional <laughs> character? You don't. You don't listen to Santa Claus's podcast. What the fuck does he talk about? Shipping? I, Logistics? <laughs> what does he talk about? Toys? <laughs> <laughs> Cookies and milk? What the, Sean, what does he podcast about? You gotta tell me. <laughs> he's, yeah, I, well, lately he's been talking a lot about the, the, the shipping uh, shortages. Um, oh, I bet. I bet that's pretty tough on old St. Nick. He just, you know, he keeps you updated throughout the year on their uh, their preferences for, or not the, their progress towards Christmas. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. He, okay, who's your year. favorite podcaster then? <laughs> who, who definitely who beat out Santa? <laughs> um, uh, 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 the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Are you kidding me? What could the Easter? The Easter Bunny can't even speak. It's an animal. Uh, have you seen the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? <laughs> the Easter Bunny can speak. Oh my god! Okay. Anyway, to answer Karen Gaming's question, <laughs> um, I do love wrestling. However, that is not a subject that I feel like I could touch as a podcast because there are so many great wrestling podcasts out there by people who have wrestled and have lived the the that industry and all that jim Cornette being one of them um so I, I i like wrestling i made a wrestling reference last episode when i said that uh the old man was gonna swanton bomb on top of everybody <laughs> <laughs> but um uh i i don't think that's something i should be tackling but i appreciate the fact that you think enough of me to think i could do it We'll we'll just stick to Kingdom Hearts and Squid Squid Game for now. Yeah, and, and I'll let my girlfriend tell me about Twilight. Uh, wrestling is the one where they like they get in the tight suits and they 
they beat each other up, right? Yes. Yeah, that that is correct. Okay. Okay. I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about wrestling? I've never been a wrestling person. I'm too busy listening to Santa Claus okay, and the Easter right. Bunny. Anyway, Sean, <laughs> get this. What is this? Uh, time for you to read our, our game feedback that we got from people that waited well, patiently for weeks to hear it. This one is a really special piece of feedback, so I'm going to throw it to you to read. And it's just, I, I sent them all to you before. If you scroll up through the Etsy links, we've been passing back Wait, and forth. Wait, you really, you really just don't want to pronounce you Janus, huh? Is that Look, what's dude, happening right now? I think you can, the content of the message, I think will be funnier coming from you than me. Okay, so this is uh, from Hugh Janus, who's a member of our Discord. And they say, love the pod, guys. As to the debate of who the MVP is, is I'd like to further define MVP, most valuable player, the player who provided the most value. MVP is typically a team sport award, and the squid game is an individual sport. If the question is who helped the most others, it's got to be that yellowed hair <laughs> motherfucker. He bit the bullet, which further defined these games. Valuable information that was quickly squandered. The best individual player has to be the old man because he had the swag. Looking forward to the next installation, Hugh Janus. Thank, Thank you, you, Hugh Janus. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Thank you. You really wanted me to read that because of the Hugh Janus. No, dude. Hugh Janus, Hugh Janus, Hugh Janus. Dude, I don't, care, I don't care about reading it. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny... The, the, I don't, You're saying I, you can't read funny? I think you can read very right. funny. That's, that is what it is. I, I'll have to listen to another podcast to find out how to do that. Uh, our yeah, next... maybe, maybe Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> I don't want to listen to that podcast. Nah, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> uh, our next piece of feedback comes from Energy Scott, who said, Hi guys, I really wanted to answer my tactic for episode one, but I just know without a shadow of a doubt, I'd be dead. Can't wait to hear, can't wait to hear people's responses to the next game, and then it's just the like crying laughing emoji. Yeah. I'm glad that like this is something that somebody else brought up in the, I think it was Jip or somebody, I don't know, I didn't bring up the, uh, I don't think I, I pulled the actual quote, but somebody was like, I'm glad that we're all cool enough to admit that we're probably going to die. Yeah. No one's uh, like, yo, I would be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I'd shove that old man down and teabag him and then I'd run to the end before the robot even <laughs> turned around. Dude, you'd be wasting valuable time with that strat. You're yeah. going to stop to teabag? Dude, sometimes, sometimes you got to <laughs> let it out. Sometimes you gotta floss on somebody, Hold you know, on, after so you push them down. What do you what do you mean let it out? That you gotta you gotta let out the gamer mode, dude. You gotta be a true get you gotta be a number one Fortnite player. Alright, our next one comes from comes from Wildcat Diana, and it says, Since I got the impression the doll always rotates left, I would try to stay on the right to give myself one more second to stop moving. I think I would die before I even thought of that because I'm a flight person. Yeah, I do Fair think enough. people in the show also pick up on that and start to move to the right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one or two people that move towards the right to get that extra second. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. And then uh, Corin, uh, Corinne, DJ Corn, DJ Corn replied, uh, DJ Corn, by the way, famous Twitch streamer 
Yep, go check her out. Just to, to check out, check out. I don't, I don't know what her Twitch name yeah, is. Yeah, I actually don't. What is her Twitch name? Hold uh, on, hold on. I'm Twitch.tv slash Corinne. Uh, uh, Corinne Verge is is. Wow, is, she really went. She really yeah. went last name, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, five followers away from affiliate. So really, that quickly, huh? She just started. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably still like you know hours streamed time stuff. Uh, yeah. That'll be in well, the way, but someday her and I are going to do a Final Fantasy X podcast. You guys be on the lookout mm. for it. But also uh, streaming Wizard One Hundred and One, so <laughs> you guys should go check that out. And An she replied, "Choice." <laughs> she, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get on that that stream, dude. I want to play some Wizard One Hundred and One. She replied to Diana saying, "That's five head, Diana. I actually think I'd have a high chance of surviving only because I'm a really anxious person and have battled anxiety long enough to lean more on the fight side of the fight or flight. I'd probably be in such shock that I just stand there taking it all in and assessing the situation. Now, the execution of playing the game is a different matter. LOL." Interesting, interesting. That's an I interesting think, take. I think she's tooting her own horn too much. I think she'd die. Well, what I think is interesting about this is she's saying that she wouldn't die immediately, but isn't saying then I would go forward and conquer, you know? Mm, mm. She's like, I'd freeze and like check out what's going on, but then I, I, I don't know if I'd be able to actually play the game. I don't know. That's tough to say, but I, I think she I think she'd get shot immediately. Oh my god! Sorry, corn. Yeah, corn. I think I I believe in you. I you know, if you have the ability to act under pressure in one of the most like one of the games with the most pressure, Wizard One Hundred One. Like if you know, like you got the timer running down, dude. You got to make your move. You got to choose the right cards. If you can do that, I think you can do anything. All right, Sean has more faith in corn than I do. More faith Dude, in corn like, than I do. I have more faith in Wizard 101 as a training mechanism for life. Yeah, I watched her play. I have no idea what's going on in that game. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, the next response was from Cheery Theoden, and it read, I have mild Tourette's, so I def would have been fucked regardless. LOL. So I guess my strategy would be hoping everyone else dies or quits so my family still gets a cut. Laughing emoji. I uh, want to point out that um, they said LOL, not Sean. Yeah, no. That's... Because that, <laughs> it yes, sounds like in, you said LOL. Uh, I, I... Okay, uh, side it tangent. like you were like, they have Tourette's LOL. If you... Side tangent. If you say LOL in like... Like in an audio... Or, or physical, like if you're talking to somebody and you say LOL instead of laughing, you're a bad person. Um, I don't make the rules. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, if you're saying it ironically, like you're saying it because you think it's funny, mm -hmm. that's all right. But if you're like, like if I had read that and I was like, that's funny, instead of laughing, I'm going to go LOL. That's, hmm. that's a, that's, that's, you're kind of a psychopath. What about LMAO? Again, if you're saying it because it's like dumb to say, I think it's okay. But if no, you're I, replacing, I'm, I'm literally my ass is falling off from laughing. I guess that's. I mean, if it's literal, yeah, LMAO. If it's a literal LMAO, 
But I think at that point you should really expand on what you're saying. Hmm. Like, my ass is literally falling off. Please help. From laughing. From laughing. I've laughed so laughing hard. Laughing my fucking ass off. Please help. L-M-F-A-O. Please, Please help me. Anyway, uh, Sean, we have one more uh, feedback. We do. One, one, we more, do. one more game uh, game strategy from our friend Jip. Oh, well, hang and on, it, hang on, hang on. Not now. You you said yourself, not friend of the show. I didn't say friend of the show. My friend. Oh. I don't know. I think you said you aren't friends with Jip on the episode. No, no, we're friends. It's fine. Anyway, he okay, says. Okay. So first off, my hands are insanely shaky. I would die immediately for the sake of the argument. Let's assume I have steady hands. Four, five, six has a good idea with getting the cookie wet, <laughs> but you can conserve moisture if you take the cookie out and just spit into the container until you can soak it and scrape it from the back to make it easier. Jeff, this is a PG-13 podcast, dude. You can't talk to us that way. All right. Just, I'm very he, uncomfortable with the he, energy that we have created. <laughs> he literally just said, he has a good idea with getting the cookie wet. Oh, but God, you can conserve moisture if you take the cookie out and just spit into the container until you can soak it and scrape it from the back to make it easier. My question thank, is, in, thank in you, this Jim. scenario... In this scenario, do you need to conserve conserve moisture? Like, I mean, I do feel like constantly licking it the way Gihan does. It would you would definitely dry out your mouth pretty fast. Mm, I guess and that's true. And you definitely irritate your tongue. <sighs> Valid, but I hate everything that Jib just said. So uh, I'm still gonna say, uh, bad bad plan. Okay. I'm I'm passing not I'm not gonna pass judgment on anybody else, but just something just about the way Jip said that. Uh, I think it's something about the way I read what Jip said. No, no, I know, no, dude. It's look, dude. I I've been betrayed by Jip before, so I I know, dude. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, thank you everybody. <laughs> Twenty for, minutes in. Uh, leaving feedback and telling us how you would play the game. Uh, feel free to do that for uh, wait. What's the other? We've only gotten the tug of war so far, right? Yeah, That's tug correct. of war is the, so, only the other game. Feel free to give us your tug of war feedback, and we'll read that on the next episode. Um, and more people's feedback on the second game because I think Jip is the only person. That's true. That's We'd love to hear some honeycomb feedback. Um, it's also possible that at some point Sean and I will order these honeycombs and try to play the game ourselves. Yeah. And if I win, I get to shoot Sean in the head. Yeah, and if I lose, I get to be shot in the head. Yes. <laughs> yes, wait, exactly. Wait, wait. I mean, if I win... Nope, nope, you already <laughs> said it. Those are the terms. You've accepted them. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we got, we got to get going into, the, into this episode here. Uh, we got to get going into episode five, A Fair World. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you remember... But the last episode we did kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and it got you. And it got it didn't me get again. Me. It's been it weeks me. since I watched yeah. the last episode. So, but, uh, yeah. The episode starts where we left off with Sang Woo saying, 
hey, we got to take three steps forward on the count of three. And everybody kind of, or not everybody, but uh, what's her face? Crazy lady saying, uh, saying, um, no, that's you're bullshit. crazy. You're that's crazy. crazy. That's yeah. bullshit. And Gion going, we got to try. Otherwise, we're going to die. So anyway, the episode starts with them enacting this gambit, this fool's gambit. And it works. The uh, opposing team lose balance and fall down. And Gihan almost goes off the edge, but they find a way to pull everybody back in. And um, with that little surprise attack, they they manage to pull the other team off the edge and murder them. (sighs) Yeah, so uh, the hard transition from... It, uh, everything from the first 20 minutes of this podcast into this there this is like a really disturbing scene um, it is the way they focus on the other people like struggling to try to get to their feet as they're just mm-hmm. kind of tugged to their death and they really they put a really big emphasis on gihan and like his reaction to what he's doing in the and moment. Him, him kind of looking at the other team as it's happening and yeah. looking into the eyes of the guy who's their team leader that fell over. And yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty haunting. It's, it's like we talked about last episode a little bit. I don't know that it's something I could do and feel okay about it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't yeah, think I mean, any, any normal person I don't think would feel okay doing such a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about like whether we could do it at all, you right. know. Right. And I I'm I'm still of the camp that I maybe if I didn't watch somebody do it first, I could mm. fool myself into going, "Oh, I can do this." But I would still be absolutely destroyed after the fact if if we won. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Wow, we which just is killed 10 people, you know? Yeah, which is something they show and it's maybe one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. On the on the elevator, you mean? Yeah, on the elevator. Yeah, the elevator. They all are on the elevator, and everybody's being silent except for uh, our our good friend, Mister Mister uh, two forty four, as I like to call him, Jesus Man. And uh, Jesus he's, Man, he's praying, and then uh, number two forty, my new favorite character, uh, starts mocking him. Well, I think she starts just by whispering, "You killed them yourself." mm Hmm. Which is a haunting line of dialogue. Yes. Uh, because the, 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 the Jesus man is like praying, like, thank you for, thank you, God, for saving us and for letting these people make this sacrifice so that we can live. And uh, what's her number? 240. 240 says, like, you killed them yourself, and then starts to mock him and starts to pray. And I wrote down the like the subtitles of, of what she says, which is she's like praying to God and she goes, we worked together as a team today to send many people to your side. Please help us send more people to your side from now on. And it's. It's a really because this is something that I really like in 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 fiction is challenging the way that people disconnect themselves from horrible things they do. Mm hmm. Which is what this yep. guy's doing in saying that, like, oh, God sacrificed them so that we could live. Uh, he did th- like this is a blessing to us. And she's like, no, we killed them. Yeah, she's like, hey, you, you need to face the fact that we did this. Yeah. And uh, he he's one of my favorite characters, too, because not in the way where I actually like him, but in the way where 
Like he seems very authentic. He's, yeah, he he's I've definitely met people like him. Yeah. A lot of people where where I'm from, there are a lot of people like him and, you know, not to get political, but he's the guy mm. not wearing the mask during the covid. Yes. He's the, you know what I mean? Like he's the yeah. guy he's you know and and not During to insult anybody's religion, I think religion is great if it's something that you are into. But sometimes some of some of these religious people that are that do things based off religion, not necessarily based off faith, mm-hmm. it, it can be a little much. And I, he's definitely the like biggest caricature of that. And and, and I yes. think that's it's really funny and 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 really well done. Uh, the character also just hit me more because I just watched Midnight Mass, uh, which is a very good show. You should watch it. But uh, it, it deals a lot with like religious stuff and religious characters. And so uh, coming back to this show and seeing this character and being like, oh, I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're on the elevator. Um, uh, Sybiok tells them both to shut up because she just doesn't want to hear either of them, basically. Yeah. And... Uh, they end up back in the room with the so, other team. That's one. Re- really quickly, I want to I want to ask this because I don't think it's ever like overtly stated. Is there like an implied attraction between 067 and 240? Is there something romantic there? I feel like I feel like they're flirting a little bit. I don't I don't know about that actually. I I, I did not get that vibe, and I, I think just, there's later episodes on that to me don't. Like the way they connect, it doesn't necessarily feel that way to me. Now, I could be misinterpreting it. There's a lot of reasons why I would not pick up on something like that. But yeah, you you, you think there's an implied romantic interest there at the beginning, at least. I I, I would agree that like it develops much beyond that uh, as the show goes. But like just kind of in the way that at least on uh two four two forty side. Where she's like, oh, you're playing hard to get with me and stuff like that. And trying to get 067 to open up. And I don't know. I just, it felt very flirty in the way she was looking at, hmm. at her. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, maybe don't... I was reading too far into it. Okay. Uh, you at home, what do you guys think? Were they flirty or were, was, I just think 240 is just kind of more of a like, um, I don't know why the word floaty is popping into my head, but she's just more <laughs> of, of, you know, oh, she... No. Uh, I can't think of the word, I, the way to describe it, but I just mm-hmm. think she's just kind of happy go lucky in a certain way where, uh, Sybiuk is not that. Yes. And I think it's also difficult to tell because we don't really see 240 interact with other people that much. That's true. I, I think the one time we have already is besides the religious man is in the last episode when Sangwoo was like, why is there another girl here? And she goes, I'll go. I don't care. You know, so I th- I, th- I think yeah. it's it's to me it's almost that kind of um like nonchalantness that that is that yeah. a word um nonchalantness nonchalantness nonchalance her nonchalant attitude yeah is uh I I, I that's how what I read from it but I I don't think there's that ne- that's necessarily wrong to think the other way and you know we'll we'll see as the show goes on yeah yeah I, I don't yeah. <laughs> So, like I was saying, they go back to the room, and the first winning team is there with uh, Daksu as the t- other teams start piling in after they win, which 40 people die, by the way. 
leaving 40 that remain because there were 80 when we started. An even number. An even number. And that also means we have 41.6 billion. Wow, I forgot the oh, name God. of the currency. Juan. Juan. I was like, I, was, I wanted to say yen for some reason, but it's definitely Juan. Which it looks like is $34.7 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Sean, what would you yeah. buy with that? Uh, I'd sub to the Patreon of my favorite podcast, <laughs> the Easter Bunny. Nice, nice. What I think would you I'd buy with that. <laughs> I think I'd buy whatever podcasting network hosts the Santa Claus and Easter Bunny podcast, <laughs> so, so I could be your favorite podcaster again. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's not an awe. <laughs> Why is it's that an awe? That. You're going. You want. You want my. You want my affection. That's okay. I do. To the to the degree of buying the 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 conglomerate. Uh, Fuck, uh, I don't know the bit's going nowhere. Abort, yeah, abort. Then, <laughs> abort the bit. So they start, our team starts strategizing, and um, by our team, I mean our good friend, Crazy Lady. Yeah, I, I've never wanted somebody to be shot uh, so badly. Um, so she she talks about what they should do next, and then I believe... I don't remember. What does Elise say to her that sets her off? He says something about how they didn't want her on the other team or he, he kicked her yeah. off the team or something. And she gets real racist. Yeah, um, like really racist. Like really racist. And then I don't remember the exact line, but in the sub, Gihan says Mrs. Oh, yeah. But in the dub, he says Grandma. Holy fuck. And That's good. And I, it's funny to me because I don't know that Mrs. necessarily means gram, grandma. But no. I, it does, culturally, it kind of conveys why she'd be offended by it, right? Yeah. Because, like, calling someone Mrs., I'm assuming, in Korean, is offensive to someone who's, like, single and young, right? Uh-huh. Just the same way being like, hey, grandma. But she's not old <laughs> enough to be a grandma. So it's it, yeah, I, yeah. I get why they used it. But I just thought that was interesting. And, and another interesting thing that happens here is our religious man suggests having a preemptive strike in the middle <sighs> of the night. Yeah. To, to take them out first. <laughs> just yeah. the biggest hypocrite. But yeah. they, they ultimately decide, hey, let's just barricade. So they start putting together... A barricade, and I love a good. Uh, I love a good fort. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it looks like so much fun to build a fort right? in there. Honestly, yeah, ex- with all like the materials that you have available to you. I mean, it sucks and, that you're doing it like to defend yourself from like murder, but I feel like a, a small part of it has to be fun. When you're building a fort as a kid, you know your imagination is running with the fact that we're trying to defend from an attack. Now you're wrong. That's, yeah, you're a kid, but I mean. To be able to put that kind of skill that you learned as a child into good use, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Ooh, it's like another game from right. childhood. Almost. 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 What's your guys' fort building strategy for Yeah, in let there? us know. Let us know. Let us know if you think that the two ladies were flirting or not. And yeah. then also, what's your fort building strategy? Uh, please talk to us. We're desperate. Yes. So, as they're building their fort, uh, Daksu, amused by this comes over and insults their fort to Gihun and says, 
the, the, you think these little bars are going to stop us or something. He says something like that. You think the that bars voice. are your ally? Yeah. I was born in the bars. <laughs> Molded by it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's Bane suddenly. Um, but Gihan does, pulls a Uno reverse card on the man. It's hard it's really to well reverse done. card that I've ever seen. And he goes, you trust any of those guys? If I was them, I'd take you out in your sleep. You're the strongest oh. one here. And this gets to Doc Sue. He goes, fuck. And especially considering Doc Sue recently was betrayed in a similar way in the real world, right? Yeah. So so he's he, that's probably got his head turning like, oh, shit, like, I got to be careful. So he calls off attacking for the night and says, let's get some rest. Yeah. Um, and is, you know, kind of rude to his boys, but it, they seem loyal to him. So it, it was a really... Uh, poignant seed of distrust that Gihan kind of planted there. Yes. Pretty, pretty impressive stuff. A very, very, very good uh, reverse psychology or Uno reverse card, as you put it. Yes. Yes. Actually, I don't know if that's reverse psychology. That's probably just psychology. It's just psychology. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I actually don't know. <laughs> I said it, <laughs> but not. I was like, wait, I am not a psychologist. I'm not going to claim to no. know. Um, None of us are. They decide to take shifts watching the entrance to the fort. And at first it is Sangu and Ali because they've become fast buds. Yes. And they they talk a little bit about, I don't even remember what they talk about. Do you remember what they talk about? I don't know. Just I, why they're both I, there. Yeah. The, you know, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Oh yeah. It's, he asks why he's here. Yeah. And then Ali tells him about his family and his, his small child and wife that he sent away and all that. Um, and then keep that sure in enough, mind. It, yeah, keep that in mind. Then <laughs> it's up next is Gihan and our our old man, uh, our our good friend, sitting behind those bars. Gihan begins to have a flashback that they alluded to in episode one about um, him being on strike. At the car, at a, at a car manufacturer. Was that one or two? Oh, you know what? It was episode two. You're right. Yeah. You're correct. It was episode two. Basically, they had to fire a bunch of people and he couldn't lose his job. And so they went on strike and there was, uh, their strike was brutally crushed by the police and to a point where he watched someone, at least one person die. Um, the way they show it as well is very, um, there's no flair to it. They just get mm-hmm. kind of hit in the back of the head and they're done, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is a very, very real, very, I mean, I always think stuff like that is a lot more traumatizing to watch than like, like a red light, green light, like you've got like oh, a million guns going off and it's kind of over the top and crazy. Something like that, where it's just boom, back of the head, they're done is like, it's very affecting, I think. Yeah, for sure. He snaps out of it finally when the old man says, "Hey, you seem like you're somewhere else. Are you okay?" And he kind of ex- he kind of ex- expounds on what happened and and goes into detail about the strike and all that. And the old man recollects seeing the news about that. The old man starts to uh not feel well. Very obviously. Yeah, he's like burning up. Yeah, he's burning up. Gion tries to find him some water, and Saibyuk shows up with the water. You know, they they they're attending to him. We then uh cut i believe to our our funny organ smuggling plot line which i think yeah. i think 
it's, I'm it's going like a little interspersed. out of order. It's interspersed. But yeah. So Junho finally shows up and they're questioning him like, hey, man, where were you? And 28 actually backs him up. It seems like 28 and 29 were kind of friends before this. I mean, yeah. I think they'd have to be. And he goes, He's like, I just they, gave him a warning. Right. They wanted to kill you. And, and yeah. you know, you, you just said sorry, you know. And, and before this... Yeah, well, they show the doctor getting taken and, like, brought down there. And I, I just wanted to note the music choice when the doctor is making his way through the maze is very good. Uh, it's kind of this... Kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of like that, if you can imagine. Mm. Could, could you, I'm sorry, could you, could you do that one more time yeah, for yeah. me? Yeah, it's a, it's a little like a... Really whimsical. Okay. Yeah, very whimsical. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't actually remember that choice, but it's very good. I, I'll, I'll trust you. Everybody, check out that that song that plays. Yeah, hold, yeah. hold on. Actually, I think the soundtrack's on Spotify. I gotta find what you're talking about. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, nothing I'm listening to is what you're describing. Yeah, you know, it's there. Just you know, everybody go to Netflix, listen to that little bit when he's kind of walking through the maze. It's a little do 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 do. I don't think I need to. I think you you've, you've done a great job. <laughs> Anyway, they're, they're, um, we're getting to learn a little bit more about the doctor as we find out that he uh, killed a patient through negligence, and that's why he was in monetary trouble. And we find out that they're selling the organs to a benefactor, and basically what's happening is the two guards are there with the doctor, and then the other two, 28 and 29, are getting scuba gear and bringing the, the, the organs onto a boat where then they go sell them. Yeah. So uh, they got lucky with divers. So I don't remember exactly the order of what happens here, uh, but basically 28 and 29 are getting ready to go take the stuff. And they mention a person that they worked on that was missing a kidney. Yeah. And this seems to really trigger uh, Junho. Yeah. As he even reaches for where, a kidney his would, would be, be. Yeah. his would yeah, be one of his and we find out a little later that he gave his kidney to his brother i think i think it's or the other way he, around it's the other yeah. way around yeah so he got a kidney from his brother so that's why the person would be missing a kidney yeah and so he is assuming that that was his brother who's now dead that he's been searching for that they worked on yeah because the the, whole, the context of all of this is this person uh woke up in the middle of Yes, they called. They kept referring yeah. to him as a zombie because they woke up yeah. in the middle of being worked on. Twenty nine then asked Junho asks, "What did you guys do with the zombie?" And they're like, "Wait, what do you mean? You helped us dispose of it." Yeah, you carried so it he, or whatever. So he's really blowing his cover here, and he just kind of before they can get him to answer, the doctor freaks out and goes, "Can you guys just be quiet? This is my operating room." I you know, just freaks out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he he kind of is saved by the bell, so to speak. Yeah, um, dude. And so twenty eight and twenty nine get their backpack full of organs, and they go. And a lot of uh, comical things happen in their ascent, uh, where twenty nine should know to do a thing, and twenty eight is like, "Hey, what are you doing? Help me move this oven. Help me do you know." Um, and he asks a lot of different weird questions and I, I i think it's funny how how fish out of water he is at that point it's definitely funny um the tunnel they find when they move that 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 oven thing uh, uh, no 
You wouldn't go in that tunnel? Uh, no. Mm. I would not go into that tunnel, and also I would not pull the door closed from the inside. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, I feel like... I, I don't know. Maybe it was an oven. Maybe it was a fridge. I don't know what it was. It was some kind of appliance. But I don't feel like that thing would move like that with that chain, too. That would be a pretty tough pull. Yeah. Especially if it's as bottom-heavy as I'd imagine it is. I wonder if the implication is that it's kind of like a dummy. Mm, like it's be. lighter than you'd expect, because this isn't like something they made, as they talk about. That's true. So while this is going on, while they're making their way down, the doctor kind of freaks out because our other two guards won't give him any information on the next game because they don't have it. They're not sure what the next game is. They don't know yet. And he's like, no, this is this is the deal we made. You tell me what the next game is. I have to get out of there alive. And they're like, hey, relax. We'll help you. Well, he uh, takes a hostage. Yeah. And starts to try to take things into his own hand. And uh, at this point, you're dead. Yeah. So he, he stabs one of the guys and escapes down the, the labyrinth. And it's a pretty intense scene of him trying to make his way out. And he's leaving a blood trail everywhere. And um, the other guy's chasing him. I love it cuts to the guy that does like the like that ed- edits the security cameras for them. And he's just, and he's like, just like, oh, shit. shit. Yeah. He's just like, fuck. Well, well I guess we'll finish this storyline first before we get to the other one. But. Basically, they end up in the playground area where they played the honeycomb game in the previous couple episodes or whenever that was. And the guard takes off his mask because he's trying to appeal to the doctor and say, hey, we can fix this. A dead soldier doesn't matter, but a dead player is a big deal. So we can fix this. I'll get you the info on the game. Come on, help me out. And then the doctor starts to buy in. But you can tell then at that point that the guard is going to try to murder him. Yeah, he pulls out a knife. He pulls out a knife. And before he can do that, he is shot by the front man. Which, holy shit, those guys got in there quietly and quickly. Mm-hmm. Because they're standing all like, first of all, all the red guards are in their like formation behind front man. And they're standing. They're standing in the way, like in the line of sight of where the guard was walking to get behind the doctor. Mm-hmm. So that means I can't have come into the room until he was already behind the doctor and there wasn't a whole lot of time between that and him pulling out the knife and getting shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm like, I have to imagine like they're on the other side of the door and he's like, all right, you get there, get there, get there. Like, like we're going to, this is going to look fucking good. You walk in formation. Right. He's almost like, he's almost line. like directing a scene. Yeah. At that point, like, oh, this yeah. has got to look good. This has got to look good. When, when that when that doctor turns around, I want us to be standing there looking real fucking cool. So he shoots the guy and then explains that they've ruined the sanctity of the game. Everybody's what? equal. I don't remember what he says specifically to the doctor, but after after he walks away, they shoot the doctor dead. Just gun him down. Which they he, he's like, look, uh, I don't care if you devour. The organs or sell them, but you don't mess with the fairness of the game. People out there have been treated poorly, and this is like a good thing for them. But they still admit to like underfeeding people. Yeah. I mean, they don't admit that there, but they, those guards did to the doctor. Yeah. For sure. Like, like, it definitely is like, that does, that's not super true. I do I think like it's that he it. says, um, 
not just that it's supposed to be equal, but it's supposed to offset the inequality that exists outside the games in the real world. He says yes. something to that effect, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting scene. Yeah, definitely. We catch back up with Junho, who's crawling down the tunnel with our other guard, and they see a bomb that's designed for if the VIBs have to escape, they can blow the tunnel. And Junho asks his last question that clearly uh, reveals he doesn't know what he's talking about when he says, who are the VIPs? He pulls the gun out on on this guy, makes him take his mask off, says, I was, you know, the person that was the zombie, I know it was my brother because I have his kidney. And the guard says, well, hey, hold on, it couldn't have been that because the victim was a woman because yes. they, they took turns having their way with her, which is just disgusting. As soon as he says that, you're like, oh, okay, you're dead. Yeah. You're oh, going sure. to get shot. And you can kind of sure. see it on on sexy cop man's face how he's kind of like, like, oh, like, oh no you don't you don't live through this yeah you don't get to help me now you're dead he does mention that there's a records room inside the captain's quarters just at the top of the ladder so he yeah. does get some good information out of him uh before before shooting him in the head and letting him fall in the water so junho takes that information and climbs up there and an alarm starts going off because the front man is aware of everything that's going on now not necessarily who Junho is, but that there's one, at least one more guard as a part of this plan that they're missing. Yeah. They get all the, all the players together and make them up out of bed, but our, uh, our old man's not, he's refusing to get out of bed. And um, they pull the blanket off him, and it's because he wet himself. Yep. Which is a, a very sad, terrible portrayal of... You know, what kind of happens yeah. to people when they have these kind of issues. And um, he's embarrassed, obviously. And yeah, they don't care. They make him get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we cut back finally to Junho, who has found the records. We we learned some interesting things from him uh, going around the records room, Sean. Uh, mostly that w- one that was impressive to me is that the game's been going on at least since 1999. Yeah, that's a long time to be doing this without anybody really finding out. I agree. I, I was I was like, wow, that seems crazy. And also that his brother, Inho, won in 2015, which this game, this, this series takes place in present day, I'm pretty sure. So yes. A good seven years ago. Yeah. And they don't, or six years ago, I guess, uh, they don't. Did they ever mention how long Inho's been missing? Because it doesn't seem like it's been that long a time, no. right? They, uh, they say, I can't remember how long it is, but I, I think they say it's only been a couple of months. Yeah, because she's, the, his landlord's weeks. just worried about the rent. Yeah, it might have just which been Which means weeks. he'd lived there recently. So he won it and went back into the world at some point. Yes. And now he's gone again. And I believe that's how our episode ends, with him discovering that fact that his brother won in 2015. Yes. And it's kind of, they do a thing where like, they don't show the, they, they flip to like the page where the file on the brother is, but they don't show the face. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I don't really know what they could be hiding with that. I guess maybe one of the other players, but like, I feel like if you're saying that they won, why would they come back? 
I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty common trope in killing games that someone who won is forced back in or I guess that's true. Yeah. Is in, in there as a plant of some kind or. Yeah. So so I think that's a common trope. So I think, you know, we know what the answer is. Obviously, we've seen the show, yeah. but I think at the time when watching that for the first time, I said, oh, he's probably in the game. Okay. Or he's okay. probably, you know, he, he, you know, you don't know, but th- I think that's why they probably hid the face because they don't want us to know what's going okay. on. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question for you about okay. uh, the scene where the fret man kills that guard. It's interesting to me that we see the fret man kill guards that break the rules. But when a player needs to get killed near the front man, he leaves it to the guards. Hmm, he doesn't shoot the I, doctor I after that. shooting the guard. He walks away and a guard walks up and shoots the doctor. That's true. I, I never so, thought of it that way, actually. Um, but you're right. Which I think is interesting, and I'm not yeah, sure it is. I'm what not that sure says why about the character would... or anything, but... It's interesting. What do you guys think uh, about that? I, I, I'm actually really curious because I think that's maybe not plot significant, but at least significant to character stuff. Yeah, it, it, I, you know, knowing what I know about the show, I, I'm interested in wondering why you think that is without obviously there's spoilers. To be yeah. Had, so, yeah. So I, I don't want to get into it right now. Yeah, but yeah, I'm interested yeah, of to, to hear what you think about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to know, Sean, I know this was a... Uh, an episode with only the end of a game, not necessarily a whole game, but who do you think is the MVP of this episode? Nerd college guy saved the day with that, with that strat run forward three steps. Song. Woo, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Song. Yeah. Woo, thank you. Song. Woo saved the day. Kind of. So I think that's mine. You got to give it to song. Woo. I think I got to give it to song. Woo. Although I, I think at this point it's pretty safe to say that, uh, um, it, questionable he's uh he's kind of up and down on 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 with me on whether i like him or not at this point i gotta give it to gihan because his okay. his as we decided not reverse psychology but just psychology Ooh. on doc Su saved everybody from a night of chaos it that's seems true that's true because he, he, it sounded like he was just gonna repeat that night before again and so i think i think gihan really saved the day there and it was i think you're right it was a hell of a move i'm gonna switch my answer if we're not talking about like specifically the the, game yeah 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 yeah, if we're just talking about the episode overall i'm gonna go as well with with gihan it's unanimous everybody gihan is the uh so so gihan's the mvp we want to know what you who you guys think the mvp is and we also want to know any tug of war strategies and also Mm -hmm. fort building strategies yeah, specifically with the stuff in that room. Although, yeah. if you if you have some cool stories, like from when you were a kid building forts, eh, we might read one or two of those. Maybe putting a sheet over a couch and a chair, you know? I mean, I think if we're going to read them on the podcast, you might have to... It might have to be a little more impressive than than a, than a sheet mm. over a couch or a chair, you Sean, know what I'm saying? Because I feel like... Sean really shaming my fort building <laughs> strategy. Well, like, I'm not going to tell my story, because that is my story of building a fort in... That's like everybody's, you know, but if we got like a cool and interesting one in the discord, maybe, uh, maybe we I actually that. had a sick fort in my backyard when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Cause there was a, there was a bunch of trees on, on the edge of my yard. Okay. And a fence. And so using the trees and the fence and then some cardboard, I okay. built like a nice room basically 
uh, where the where the cardboard went up like you know past my almost to my my sternum area, and Ooh. and and so it was like a nice little like uh nice little fort, and then the idea was to continue building up, but uh, what I didn't realize as a child is that duct tape and cardboard wouldn't really <laughs> be sturdy to get myself up there, especially a, a chunky little guy like me. So it didn't work, but it was cool for a minute. My friend and I did once trespass on some dude that lived in the woods land and started building like a fort there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he showed up and was like, you guys can't. You guys can't do this. We were like, okay. Mm. And we we went back and I did build like a like at one point as a as a as a youngin, I, I built like uh kind of like a tent in my backyard. Okay. Like out of sticks and and tree branches and shit. And it actually mm. I remember it being pretty impressive. Obviously I had help, I didn't do it by myself, but I remember it being pretty impressive. I feel like if I went back uh, and looked at an actual picture, it would probably look kind of shitty. Yeah. But I but I built it. It was like you could like crawl in and like it was there for a while. Like it weathered time for maybe like a year. Yeah, I think my cardboard fort fell apart the first time it rained. So yeah. Well this was like like I got my dad to help and we did like an actual like like I said, like sticks and like or like not sticks but like branches, like tying branches together and shit. Like it was pretty cool. That sounds awesome, Sean. Yeah. So basically, you need done, a better you, know, a you need fort. a better story than anything Sean or I just said, which I think should be pretty easy. It should be easy to do. Uh, and if you can do that, we will talk about your fort on the podcast next week's episode. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a trigger warning in right now for next week's yeah. episode because next week's episode is, in my opinion, the quintessential Squid Game episode. Oh, it's definitely the best episode of the whole series. It's the best episode, and it is the most heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, just just terrifyingly terrible episode of the show in the best way possible. Yes. So I hope you guys will please look forward to that. As I this is this is kind of the episode I've kind of been waiting to talk about since we started yeah. this podcast. Would you For agree? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode, just really like what comes next is what I've been waiting to talk about, like the the last stretch of four episodes yeah. or so. Now that, now that we're um, kind of through the beginning and things are really starting to whittle down, we only have 40 players left, uh, technically 39, I suppose, because our, our doctor yes. was murdered. I was going to say, we got down to a nice even number and people, you know, this is, you know, keep them back in your mind. And I almost wonder if there's something intentional about that, knowing what the next game is. Um, mm-hmm. But they went down to a nice even number, and then we lost an additional one outside of the game. So now we're down to thirty nine. Agreed. So and we're we're I mean we're what this is episode five, so we're ha- we're more than halfway through the show, guys. So yeah, only only uh, four more four weeks left. left of this season. Please get your uh, inputs in, and it's possible. I I think Sean, I, I, we haven't discussed this off air, but I think what we might end up doing is do ten episodes. Because yeah. I think I think nine, you know, one for each episode, and then a tenth episode talking about maybe things that we weren't able to talk about in the moment on each episode because yeah. they were spoiler filled. Because I think I think there's some worthy stuff to go back and look at. Uh, so I think we might actually do a, a nice even ten episodes. 
Yeah. And, and you know, we could get some viewer feedback from episode nine as well that way. Um, yeah. And also, uh, I mean, according to the creator, there's more Squid Game coming. So yes, if there's more Squid Game coming, this. there's more Squid Pro Quo coming. So that's true. In three years. Yes. Whenever it comes out. I, I don't know why I felt the need to recap all that, but no, uh, good. Yeah, good. Good. It was Sean. I am ready to end this episode. Are you really ready already? You don't want to plug your own stuff or anything? Oh my god! Oh, or this podcast. Uh, follow follow us at. Uh, we don't have a Twitter. Uh, email us at <laughs> squidboysspq at gmail dot com with a Z. That's squid boys, boys with a Z. B o i z. Not just with a Z, but with an I z. So email us there. You can also join the Discord that's in the description. You can follow me at Spike Getty Bros on Twitter where we tweet all kinds of stuff, mostly about Kingdom Hearts, but maybe some Squid Game stuff. I don't know. Maybe we'll tweet some Squid Game stuff. If you like other things like Kingdom Hearts, you can check out the Answer Report podcast, which is a Kingdom Hearts podcast I do every week with my brother when um, I'm not on vacation and when I don't have COVID. But if either of those things happen, I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only things. Only two things. It's, it's Sean, pretty where can people astounding. find you and your uh, love of holiday mascot podcast <laughs> i uh uh i'm not gonna look it up uh i was gonna look up what they call because like in the santa claus 3 the escape clause uh they've got like there's a name for like the council of holiday oh mascots God. or some shit anyways, anyways <laughs> you guys can follow oh you guys, <laughs> that movie has uh that movie has martin short in it it's pretty good um he plays Jack Frost. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. All the things that I do are in my bio. Uh, if you guys like complex stories with a lot of emotion at their heart, uh, I do a podcast called Speak the Words, which is where I tell my co-host Mango the story of the, uh, I would say Stormlight Archive books, but it's more the whole Cosmere universe because we're not doing Stormlight 2. We're doing a spinoff book. Um, and people definitely know what that is. The Cosmere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a epic fantasy series. Uh, but when this episode comes out, we'll be right about to start season two. Um, we're, I'm just waiting for Mango to get over some some sickness, and then we're going to record the first episode of season two. So that would shout be a good spot to, to. Yes, shout out to Mango, friend of the show, Mango. Uh, and that would be a good place to jump on. You know, season two, fresh start. So uh, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Well, Sean, I am now actually ready to end the podcast. I agree. I let us end this podcast, please. Thank you, everybody, for listening to <laughs> the Squid Boys. We'll see you Squid next Boys. week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>